0: When the howls of the evening find you, and the skeletons in your closet begin to shift and change, you'll know it's time for the Pike Horror Show. Hello, my name is Richard, and welcome to the Pike Horror Show, the only show where the host could survive any horror situation or monster, just because they're built different. On this episode of the Horror Show, we're going to be diving into a whole new pool of horror content. A pool we haven't even dipped our toe into. This is my really roundabout way of saying, today we're going to be talking about a book, and we haven't talked about a book yet. Now, I know what literally every single one of you is thinking... Richard, host of the Pike Horror Show, what do I look like? A big book-reading nerd? A big, a big nerd that gets bullied at the library? A book-reading son of a gun that, that gets their lunch money stolen and has a pocket protector? Although I understand your skepticism and books are for big dorks, but I can promise you the book I'm talking about today is totally unique. There is nothing out there quite like it. The book in question and today's focus is Fiend by Peter Stinson. Now, just for a little personal context, I've had a physical copy of Fiend for a couple of years. It was recommended to me by a friend of mine who had nothing but amazing things to say about it. So I bought it with all intention of reading it, but unfortunately it did find itself in the uh, the shelf zone, where you put your books that you want to read but haven't gotten around to yet. Anyway, I got really into reading at the end of 2021 and into the first half of 2022. It was mostly in the form of audiobooks, but between them I would sometimes pull one of the shorter, thinner books off of my shelf, the shelf zone, and, and go through those. Then with the Pike Horror Show, I knew I needed more horror content, so I thought, hey, I got Fiend on the shelf, I don't really know much about it, but I'll give it a shot. I was immediately hooked. I I read the first few pages, I had to kind of sit there and think about it for a little bit because I was so surprised, I was just taken aback by it. But then there was nothing stopping me. I was entranced by the writing style, the the setup, the, the inner monologue, everything pulled me in immediately. My first time sitting down with Fiend, I read, I believe it was 170 pages, just in like one sitting. And for those of you who don't have your physical copy in front of you for reference, just believe me when I tell you that's comfortably over half of the entire book. I couldn't put it down. I stayed up past 4 a.m. that first night because there wasn't a good place to stop, simply because I didn't want to stop. Fiend is a zombie book, and I feel like some people may be dismissive of that because they'll think, oh, I've already experienced zombies in movies or other literature, and if you experience one zombie, you experience them all, it's all the same. But trust me when I tell you, you've never experienced anything like this. I hesitated to call it a zombie book because that doesn't feel quite right because in a lot of ways, in my personal opinion, the zombies are just sort of an accessory. They're obviously a huge detriment to the characters and the plot, and they they keep everything moving, but the plot and the characters are what you're really gonna latch onto. The inner monologues are very raw and personal and uncomfortable, but at the same time they're relatable in a way you might not expect them to be. Although you may not be able to relate to the character or their experiences, especially their experiences, you know, after a zombie outbreak, the narrator and the people that he meets are all people, and they feel like people. Good, bad, ugly, they feel real. So, to briefly summarize the plot, Fiend is about a zombie apocalypse where everyone turns into a zombie unless they're high on hard drugs. More specifically, methamphetamine. There may be variations on the type of drugs or the presentation of drugs, but for the most part, we're talking about meth. The story is told in first person by a man named Chase, who's accompanied by his friend Typewriter. There's this sense of buddy adventure, especially towards the beginning, but then it goes well off the rails. The whole story takes place in Minnesota, so I might be a little biased in my review, but I thought it was cool they start in kind of a shitty apartment in St. Paul, and then they go into the city and then into the suburbs, and they keep moving north. So in the beginning, personally at least, they're existing in this place I'm familiar with, so it really helped me get a get a grasp on the characters. They felt very real right away. The consistent and almost constant meth use wasn't really something I was familiar with, but that just made it even more interesting. This sprinkle of familiarity and personability mixed with this experience that I just have no, no contact text for. Another thing I really liked about Fiend is how the main character Chase is kind of an unreliable narrator. Even in his inner monologues, he'll say, I don't know if this is real, I think this is a hallucination. It takes a lot of mental gymnastics and sort of reasoning to get to a point where he even accepts that there is a zombie outbreak. He just assumes he's seeing things. Later on, he's calling people by the wrong names, he's adding sort of personification to people he doesn't know. And like I said, it's first person, so you, the reader, are experiencing this, this chaos that's working in his head all the time. And sometimes it's very clear and everything is sort of happening as you would expect it to, but other times when when he's using or very high or in these really high-stress situations, everything is sort of jumbled. No spoilers, but one part specifically leaves out an action that he does. So he does something, it doesn't talk about it, but then you hear about how people reacted to it. So you're like, oh, I didn't even realize that's what was happening. So if you read that scene happening one way, later on he clarifies it happened a different way, and that can just be like reliving that whole scene again. And I love the book, I love the way it's written, but the main character... You want to root for him so bad but you really can't. It's kind of weird where the main character of the book isn't presented as being super likable or or someone you want to rely on. But the thing is sometimes you do, sometimes you'll root for him romantically or personally or he'll he'll have like clarity and you'll want to keep keep cheering him on. And then he'll do a 180 and start acting kind of deplorably and he won't even feel remorse and he won't care about how it affects other people. Sometimes the guilt does sneak up on him but then he gets high again and he'll totally re-justify the situation. And it's in those ways reading a book about an addict and knowing an addict in real life are very similar. The book has extra weight that way, kind of living in their realism. You know, you want to root for people, you want to give them the benefit of the doubt, you want to help them in any way you can. But for some people, that's just not enough. And in media, whether it be a book or a movie, it's usually so easy to root for the main character that when something like Fiend comes along and changes the whole experience, it's gonna stick with you a lot longer. It's a beautiful mix of realism, surrealism, and just throwing away all of your expectations. For example, at one point, Chase kind of gets in his own head and starts having this inner monologue about how he feels like a failure and he's reexamining his life and how he, he disappoints his parents. And you know, meth addict or not, that's something we all deal with. We've all had those thoughts. He'll go on to talk about true love and companionship and what it all really means. And you're right along with him. You're along for the ride because it's these very real, very human emotions. Then he'll get caught up in paranoia and make selfish decisions and kind of disregard everybody else. It is so tragic and heartbreaking to have this person you care so much about all of a sudden start thinking and behaving in ways you wouldn't have expected. In some ways, it feels like you're reading two books at the same time. The deep, introspective side and then the actions that don't seem to correlate. And just to be clear, this is not a discrepancy. This isn't an issue with the book. This is a masterful use of the medium. Fiend consistently pulled my heart out, threw it in the trash, and then had the audacity to pull me back in by tricking me into thinking things were going to get better. Fiend either is or is one of the best literary experiences I've ever had, but the author, Peter Stenson has made an enemy for life because he hurt me so bad. How could you do this to me and make me love it so much? Also, the writing in this book is unlike anything I've ever read before. It can be a little janky or hard to understand, and it takes a little bit of time to get sort of in the groove of it. But it's 100% intentional and makes perfect sense when you remember who the characters are. The main character has to stay high in order to not become a zombie. So, A, they're always high on meth, and B, they're in a zombie apocalypse. It's a pretty stressful situation. Out of curiosity, I went onto Amazon and sort of checked out some of the reviews. And towards the lower end of the reviews, you see a lot of stuff like, I don't really understand, it was difficult for me to read and follow what's going on. I totally understand that not every book is for every person, like I didn't even need to say that. But I'd just hate for someone to see that and then be totally turned off to the experience. Not only was it something that was done intentionally, it might have been the only way to tell this story correctly. On surface level, it's about two people who go on an adventure, the friends they meet along the way, and the zombies that are chasing them. If you described it like that, it might seem very cookie cutter and not very appealing. But once you start adding in these unreliable characters and this way of writing and this way of of talking that was custom made for this world that was created, it becomes an amazing experience that no other writer and no other form of media would be able to provide. The Denver Post said, and I quote, stands apart from the pack of zombie lit. Stenson has a sharp ear for language and a gift for dark humor. MTV.com says it was shockingly personal. Shaun of the Dead meets Train Spotting. And I think SF Signal said it the best. I want every book I read to enthrall me as consistently and emotionally as Fiend did. Now, I know what you're thinking. Richard, host of the Pike Horror Show. Is this just an episode of you gushing about the meth book? And to that I say, kinda. The book is amazing, which I've said a hundred times. Also, it has zombies. So even just with that, that's enough to get it into the Pike Horror Show. But all that aside, there are parts of Fiend that are genuinely terrifying. Like, the situations themselves are pretty scary, but there's also these elements of being... Trapped and confused and not really having anywhere else to go that by itself is pretty scary But you have to remember the book is written in first person and the person who's telling the story is addicted to meth So how a movie would show you that they're scared or how books written in the third person would say chase is scared Chase tells you he's scared along with everything else that's going on everything else on his mind All the things he he won't be able to do all the things he would have done different you're in the moment with him And since his mind is always kind of scrambled, that's the throne in there too. Minor spoilers ahead. There are a lot of great, scary moments in Fiend, but I'm just going to focus on a couple. The first one, the main character Chase and his friend Typewriter are in the back of a pharmacy. It's kind of locked down and there are zombies all around them. So the only reason they're there is because they're desperate for the ingredients to make meth. And now they feel like they have nowhere to go. Not to mention the zombies have this laugh they do when they've turned, as opposed to a groaning or, or saying brains. So these two desperate people... ...are trapped in the back of a store, hearing giggles and seeing hands reach through. And with the way everything's written, all of the emotions and observations and details are sort of jumbled together... ...so even the reader is getting this anxiety. It's a perilous experience, but nothing is is comforting. Nothing's even clear... There's another part where they're in a holding facility and there are zombies right outside the door and there are entire floors of the building that are totally closed off because they're full of zombies. So they'll hear laughs and pounding constantly. Not to mention tense situations with betrayal and there's like a a zombie chained in just the other room that they're all kind of focused on. And then in the middle of all the chaos they start talking about things like a cure and, and testing it out. And even though there are people there trying to talk them out of making the cure, the characters are so hyper fixated that it's like all they can think about, this has to work. So but Between being kind of stuck and zombies and hostility towards each other, there's also this obsession that keeps boiling to the top. The way Peter Stenson writes and builds worlds puts Fiend in a league of its own. If his other books pull me in half as much as Fiend did, they'll be phenomenal. As a matter of fact, I have a copy of his second book, 37, on the way right now, so I'm very excited for that. Just to kind of sum everything up, I adored Fiend. I recommend it to everyone I know. I have a physical copy, so I'd gladly give it to anyone who's willing to read it. Because either A, they'd give it back, or B, they'd keep it, and I'd be happy to buy another one. If you thought the book sounded interesting at any point during this episode, I implore you to go check it out. And check out the show notes. I'll put the book and the author's Twitter account in there. And the Pike Horror Show has a Twitter account, so maybe go check that out too. If you like what you heard, be sure to follow and check out some other episodes. There's always new stuff coming. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Richard, and this is the Pike Horror Show.